Hi, welcome to the Spiritually Minded Mom podcast, where every mom can find hope, joy, and God's hand in motherhood. You'll hear interviews with all kinds of moms who are learning how to navigate motherhood. Most of all, you'll learn that you have a partner in motherhood, a loving Heavenly Father who wants you to succeed and is always there to help you in your most important work as a mother. And now, here's your host, my mom, Dara Trendler. Welcome to the Spiritually Minded Mom podcast. This is Darla, and I am so excited to welcome my guest today. Her name is Joellen Woods, and she has so many great things to share, and I'm just excited to dive in and hear her motherhood story. So welcome to the podcast, Joellen. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So start off and just tell us a little bit about your family. Oh, okay. Well, um, I have um, been married for 16 years. Um, I have four kids, ages uh, 14, 12, 9, and 7. I have three boys, and my daughter is my youngest. Had that little princess. It was exciting to have a girl at the end. Um, We have lived most of our married life in Arizona. That's kind of like where we call home. Um, But then we lived in New Zealand for two years. And then we, this last year, we've been traveling full time. We've visited 17 countries and 29 states, and now we are in the process of hoping to gain dual citizenship to move to Italy. So that's us in a nutshell. Okay, I think this is so amazing because I followed you for a long time on social media. You were like one of the first people I started following when I really got into Instagram. And I love, you're so positive and upbeat. And I love this thing that you're traveling, okay? Because you are just a normal person. Like there's I don't mean that in a bad way, but like, you're just, you're just like everybody else. And you just decided to start traveling and you made it happen. So I would love to know what led you and your husband to want to live that lifestyle of traveling full-time with your kids. Oh my goodness. I never thought that I would be traveling as much as I have in this last year. It's not something that we ever planned for in our, you know, in our future. Um, You know, when you date and you talk about your future you know you always you you have your certain things that you look for and the things that you want to obtain in your life and and travel was always yes we would like to travel but I don't think I ever thought to this extent um my husband is he's more of a risk taker at heart he loves to travel he loves to be curious and he loves to try new things that's just who he is um and so there were a few times in our marriage where he would he would say oh wouldn't that be cool if we you know, moved to another country sometime. And I thought I just would smile and nod, you know, think, yeah, sure. No, I wouldn't. (laughs) Uh, Maybe, you know, go on a mission together, you know, someday when our kids are grown, you know, that's definitely going to happen. But before then it was just not in my, that's just not my thing. I like, I like my routine. I like, um, I like my home. I like consistency. I don't like change. And so whenever he would bring that up, I just would push it aside. But there was one time that he did bring it up and it just felt right to pursue. And so, um, so we started thinking, okay, you know, it does feel right. Let's start praying about it and see if that's something that is a good thing to happen in our family right now. So we started praying and asking heavenly father, you know, is this, should we move to another country? Is that something that is supposed to be right for our family right now? And we got a a strong answer of, yes, you know, that's a good thing for you and your family. Yes. Like this is what you should pursue. So we thought, okay, like, all right. At the time my husband was Bishop and we thought um, this, you know, this process would probably take a couple years. It was, it's just kind of a seed that was planted. And we thought 
Well, we have this answer of yes, we'll kind of start working towards it. And by the time, you know, you're about your five years of service is up and we'll, then maybe things will fall into place. Well, he had been bishop up for four years at that point. And um, so we started praying. Okay, we got the answer of yes, we are supposed to move somewhere. And then we started asking where. So we started doing our research because we feel like, you know, faith without works is dead. And so you cannot ask Heavenly Father to give you all the answers if you're not willing to put in the work. So we started doing research and looking into countries that would be a place that would be safe for our family or a place where our family was needed. Because we felt like this opportunity to move to another country was not just for fun. It was we knew that we should move to another country because it would help. Um strengthen our family, that it would help us kind of peel us away from consumerism. It would open our eyes to life in another area. It would help us build up the church in a different area. So we knew those were the reasons why we were supposed to move. We just didn't know where. So we started doing our research, started looking at places, Dominican Republic, because my husband had served his mission there, um, Spain, because he spoke Spanish, you know, South America, and lots of different places, places where English speaking and Spanish speaking and all the things in between. And then we started considering New Zealand and that felt really good. And so we prayed and said, is New Zealand the place that our family is supposed to move to? And we just got this strong answer like, yes, absolutely. This, we felt so much peace and comfort every time um, we considered New Zealand. So we're like, okay, that's, that's what we're going to pursue. And so we started looking so the next step was okay we can't just move to another country we've got to get a job so then my husband started looking at jobs and we thought that would take a long time but honestly it took just a couple months and so he got a job really quickly everything fell into place so quickly um we thought what we had thought was going to be a couple year process actually ended up from the time that my husband brought it up to me to the time that we were in new zealand was six months Oh, wow. So it was crazy how fast it went. But every time that we were overwhelmed, every time that we had those doubts, every time that we were second guessing if this is, you know, what was our family crazy? What were we thinking and doing? We prayed and we had that constant comfort, this immediate peace. And we knew we were supposed to do it. So it was hard. Those six months were months of work. It was months of um, a lot of a lot of testing of our faith, a lot of um, packing and selling and oh, so many documents and paperwork and all the things, but we knew that's what our family was supposed to do. So I guess when you ask, has our family always wanted to uh, be traveling and, and always wanted to be this, I guess, um, risk-taking family, right? No, we haven't been. And so that kind of, that was the first step, I think, in that process. So we, so we moved to New Zealand. We lived there for two years and absolutely loved it. We really um, incorporated uh, the, the new culture there. We really um, learned how to do things differently. We met people. We really um, tried to live as the Kiwis live. And we loved it. We loved it. It was so good for our family. And then we were only there for a 30-month visa. And so we knew that it was going to be a, a time constraint of a, of a um, living situation. And uh, we knew that after 30 months that we had the option of leaving or trying to invest the money into um, gaining dual or uh, getting permanent residency. And so again, we took our question to Heavenly Father and we said, are we supposed to stay here longer or are we supposed to go? And so we felt strongly that 
our time was done there and that um, we were we were supposed to move on. And so we started thinking, okay, well, there's that, that, that answer, what are we, what's the next step? So as we were in New Zealand, every single weekend, like every single weekend, every Saturday, we got up early and we were gone all day long exploring. We chose a different place to explore every single Saturday. We worked hard during the week and then we played hard on Saturday. And so we got to see that country like from South Island to the North Island all over. And we loved it. And so I think that traveling kind of those mini day trips really kind of spurred the curiosity for learning new things and seeing new places and um, wanting to just experience more in life. So my husband thought, you know, that would be really cool is before we go back to the United States to start our life again there, let's like travel. He's like, there's nothing tying us down. We don't have a house. We don't have a car. We don't have a lot of stuff. Let's just travel. And so we thought, you know, that, that could be kind of cool. You know, I was open to that idea. Um, cause it was true. There was nothing tying us down and holding us back. If, if there was any time in our life now was the time to do it. But the one thing that was holding us back was a job. We couldn't, you know, we're not millionaires. We don't have endless bank account of money and so we thought okay in order to make this happen we have to get a job that would be able he would be able to work um, remotely so just through internet access and so again he started looking into um, jobs and positions where he could work and provide for our family but just have internet access to do that and so he went back to his company that he worked at in Arizona and they hired him like on the spot they're like yes absolutely we have a position for you and you can do it so then those plans started and we started selling even more of our stuff so when we moved from Arizona to New Zealand we sold about three quarters of our stuff you know over those years you just accumulate so yeah. much stuff Ah, so much stuff. You think that you're doing fine, but all those cupboards and closets and garage spaces, and you just accumulate the hand-me-downs and the, the holiday decor and all that stuff. We got rid of three quarters of stuff. And we, we sent a shipping container that was 20 feet to New Zealand. And that, you know, just had our beds and uh, couch and table and chairs and, you know, kitchen stuff and clothing, just the basics. But um, then when we decided to move um, and from New Zealand and travel full time, we sold everything, like everything. We, I went back to the United States for a family reunion and I brought back three suitcases and that was, that was filled with Legos because my kids couldn't part with their Legos and some quilts and some, you know, just mo like momentums that like, you know, that meant something mm -hmm. to us. So other than that, we just, we traveled the world with four suitcases and a backpack each, everything else we sold. And it was, I get the question asked all the time, like, oh my goodness, like, how can you do that is how can you like part from all that stuff that you own like don't you miss it and honestly you don't it just ties you down it holds you back it um it's just stuff and it and if i do miss it i can just buy exactly what i need yeah and, and, and so um we got rid of a lot of stuff and became minimalist minimalist and it has been really really awesome and we just um only travel with what we need um, so I guess uh, continuing with the story is we left New Zealand and then we traveled to 17 countries and that was over six month time period. And over those six months, we went to lots of different places and we met so many beautiful, kind, good people. Uh, we 
learned as a family how to get along better because we're with each other 24 seven. It really kind of made me nervous. Like, are we going to be able to do this um, and not hate each other at the end of every day? But I have never seen so much peace in family than I did those six months. Our kids just got along so much better. They just, they knew they had to get along because they were the only people that they really interacted with constantly. You know, we went, we made a commitment to go to church all three hours every Sunday. Um, so we did, you know, meet some people and we had interactions that way, but you know, most of the time our interactions were with each other. And so our kids really got to learn how to get along with each other. And as we've been back in the United States, we're kind of slipping back into that old, our old bickering habits. And I miss it. I miss, I miss being on the road and having that strengthening family experience. Um, but so our family visited those 17 countries and we just grew so much as a family. We learned so much. We've got to learn all the different cultural um, importance thing, important things in, you know, different areas. We got to learn how that um, people really cherish family relationships, no matter where they are in the world. Um, that there are beautiful places all over the world, that the, um, there are good people in the world that, you know, even though you see on the news, all these awful things happening, there are still so many good things and good people. And, and then we're able to strengthen our testimonies of, of our heavenly father and a deep relationship with them. And I really grew to rely on them um, because I had to, you know, we were in so many new situations and experiences and, and I had to really dig deep, I had a constant prayer in my heart, just asking for safety or for how we can learn from its different experiences or, um, you know, the whole time we were traveling too, I had the question in my heart, where are we supposed to move when we get back to the United States? You know, yes, this was a fun six months of travel that we had planned, but then what? We didn't know what our next chapter in life was. And so we prayed and prayed and prayed the whole time where we were supposed to move. And we thought that we would just settle down in a small town in, in the United States somewhere, probably on the East Coast or the, the West Coast or maybe in the South. Some, it's kind of calling to us, kind of low living again. And, but um, as we were traveling, I just felt really prompted that maybe our family was supposed to move to another country again and help build up the church and help um, a certain area that needed a strong family to help. And so the whole time we were traveling, I just kept thinking, Heavenly Father, is this where we're supposed to move? Or Heavenly Father, is this where we're supposed to move? And I kept asking and waiting for those answers. And then it wasn't until we got to Italy um, we got there super late at night and we still had two months of travel left. We had just Italy and Spain to travel to. And I kept thinking, Heavenly Father, we're kind of running out of time. It'd be nice if you kind of let us know where we're supposed to, to land. And it kind of came out of the middle of nowhere. We got into Italy really late at night and we were on a shuttle driving from the airport to our hotel room and I had always really really wanted to go to Italy it was always on the top of my bucket list so I was very excited to be there but I hadn't even had the, the time to fall in love with the charm of the city yet or the country yet because it was dark but as we were on that shuttle it just hit me strongly that our family was supposed to move there it just came as a thought as a feeling 
And I was like, whoa, I wasn't expecting that. You know, that's never happened before. Something so um, in your face about it, right? I usually experience inspiration and revelations different ways. But this this time was a little bit more <laughs> profound. And so we got to the hotel and I didn't have a chance to talk to my husband about it. And so I settled my two kids into my room. He settled his two kids into his room. And again, as I'm laying my head down to fall asleep, I have the same feeling. It was a little bit not scary, but surprising for sure. But it was also reassuring. It was it was nice to have an answer finally because we had been praying for so long. Even before we started our journey, before we left New Zealand, we were praying, okay, Heavenly Father, what's after this chapter in our life? What are we supposed to do next? And so it was it was like, ah, oh, it's nice to have an answer. Even though I had no idea how we were gonna get to that point, right? You know how you have the answer, but how do you get there? Okay, so um so the next morning my husband, again, like I said, I hadn't have a chance to talk to him about it. And we're at a stop on our way to go visit Venice. And he looks over at me, he's like, We're supposed to move here. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I know. Same reaction last night. And so it was just again reassuring and comforting to know that I, it wasn't just me he was having and I had to convince him but it was both of us and like I said as as hard of an answer that is you know you're you're supposed to move your family to Italy it was reassuring to know that we finally had the answer and we both felt it we both felt prompted to, to move forward in that so that was that was like 15 months ago we had those promptings so these last 15 months have been still, we've been traveling. We, we, we caught the travel bug and we, we got to the United States and we just wanted to keep seeing new places. And so we just kept um, traveling through these states. Um, but the whole time we've just been thinking, okay, we had those, we had the answer. We're supposed to move to Italy, but how in the world are we supposed to make it happen? And so we've been looking at visa routes and we've been looking at all the things in between. And finally, through some more miraculous chain of events, um, we were able to be placed on the track of gaining dual citizenship because my great great grandfather immigrated from Italy back in the 1800s, and so I can hopefully claim Italian citizenship because of him. And so, the, for the past six months, I've been working on that process. And so, that's where we are in our story. That's what we're doing. This, I mean, we've kind of been in limbo this last year, but it's been nice to see all of the. The things unfold. It was a totally different experience moving to New Zealand. Everything placed so easily, so quickly. Um, it wasn't easy. It was very hard getting all those things done in that short amount of time. But this time it was, we, we had the answer, yes, but it's been a whole lot more long and drawn out. And Heavenly Father, I feel like is really making us work for this. I feel like, I feel my, my faith has been tested over and over. Like a question did I really have those feelings? Am I really supposed to do this? And every time I pray and every time I doubt, I keep getting that comfort and that peace and that reassurance that, yes, this is what you're supposed to do. Just making it harder for you. I think probably because once we get there, maybe it will, maybe it will be even hard to live there. And he's, he's really making us work so that we can, I guess, be appreciative of the whole process. It's been a great growing experience for sure. I think, I think it is so amazing in such a short amount of time you've gone from, you know, living in a house with all the things and, you know, living this normal quote unquote normal life 
to where you are at now. You've traveled the world. You've lived in New Zealand for two years, and you've mentioned some of the great blessings that you received from that. And now, and now this whole process of going to Italy. And I love, I love your story that you can contrast the two experiences of moving to New Zealand and moving to Italy and, and seeing how the Lord works in your life. But I'm sure that there's been a lot of obstacles along the way too, even challenges with just traveling, even though, you know, this is so good for my family. We, we can be live minimally. We can learn to get along better. What have been some of the challenges that you faced and how have you overcome those? Oh, for sure. It's not all roses and butterflies, right? It's traveling. You see, you see the pictures and you think, oh my gosh, that, that life is so glamorous, right? Um, I mean, you have to remember that our family is, we're not vacationing 24 seven as it appears. We are basic thing in other countries and just experiencing a different country as we live normal everyday life. So as we were traveling to those, uh, those first six months nationally, you know, our, I still worked. My husband still worked. We have online jobs. And so, and then our kids, we um, chose to homeschool them because that was the best way to get their education. And so between the, the working our hours for our jobs and then homeschooling, then we, those, we squeeze in those moments of time to tour and to experience new places. We became really intentional with our time. There was a lot less of this frivolous time-wasting um, really tried to schedule out our days and get and tour places in between those moments where we had our everyday uh, priorities. Uh, so that was, that's just something that we always have to, to juggle and that's a challenge for sure. Um, also, another thing is every country has different um, resources available to you for like cooking for a family of six. Uh, it was a learning experience. Every Airbnb that we went to because we stayed in Airbnbs, that was just the easiest thing for our family. It was most cost effective and it was the most comfortable for our family because, you know, traveling full time, it can be, you, you miss your routine and you miss that normalcy. So we felt like staying in a home would at least give us a little bit of that comfort. Every house that we went to, I would have to assess the kitchen, see what tools I had, uh, what cookware, and then we would go to the grocery store and see what ingredients we had to work with. So sometimes we only had one pot to work with, you know, or when we got to Thailand, he was still kind of putting his, I guess, the Airbnb together. And I, I don't know if we were the first guests or, or <laughs> what exactly happened, but he didn't have, he did, there was no oven, which that's pretty common in a lot of places. There was a microwave, there was a stove, but there was no propane to the stove. The, the propane was empty. And then there were no pots or pans. And so I thought, my first thought was like, oh my goodness, how, how, the world am I going to feed my family of six for two weeks on in a microwave and you know it's a place where there's not microwave friendly you know meals um so we caught thankfully we contacted our our host and he was local and he was able to fill the propane tank for us and get us a pot and a pan and then but then you go to the grocery store too and and so some of those Asian countries you never know what you're going to find um so we would have to try to find you know the very bare minimum of what I could put together a lot of times we had breakfast dinner you know, the you can find eggs most places and eggs and bread or whip something up. So I got really good at being creative and just um, baking simple meals. So that was also a challenge too, for sure, is is the eating. But we always we always were taken care of, and we just got to we we got used to being uncomfortable. We got we got used to being having to be flexible, and so that was definitely a challenge and a learning experience too. My kids now are a whole lot more. Um, flexible with with their lifestyle you know where maybe some cousins and friends would not be so cool with having to sleep on the floor or 
um, eat certain things or, you know, my kids are a lot more adaptable. So that's really cool mm-hmm. that we've, they've learned that through these experiences. Thankfully, we were not the whole time. We didn't ever have too many sicknesses or health problems. We did get hit hard with a tummy bug in Australia. That was the very first place that we visited. And that was really tough, but thankfully it was just a couple days. And thankfully it was at an Airbnb where there was a dishwasher and there was hot water and there were a bunch of bowls. So otherwise if that had happened somewhere else, you know, where I didn't have hot water, I didn't have um, bowls or anything like that, that would have been really, really tough. So Heavenly Father gave us challenges in the right places I felt like. And so I, I just had to have, we just had to have positive, positive attitudes. Otherwise we could have made our experience a whole lot crummier than it was. Yeah. We just really had to be adaptable and flexible and just go with the flow. That's so great. So how do you think all these experiences with traveling have affected your motherhood? Like, do you think that the Joellen that you are now would have been the same if you hadn't gone on this adventure of being a traveling family? Oh my goodness. I feel like I am a totally different person than when I started. Um, go back to Arizona. I was a little bit more, I like my ducks in a row. I liked consistency. I liked routine. I liked control. And so now I feel like the more that we've traveled, the more that I've gotten myself out of my comfort zone, I've learned to let my kids make decisions on their own. You know, usually, you know, you hear parents when their kids are in teen years and you kind of teach them to, um, start making those decisions more on their own when they're older. I'm, I've learned that I feel like these last couple of years have been like an extreme quick course on learning that. And so, you know, my youngest is seven. And so we have been able to give those reins over to our younger kids and letting them make those little decisions, um, not crazy important decisions. Don't get me wrong, but um, I wish and I, ha- I wish I had done that earlier with my older kids, you know, my 14 year old, my 12 year old, just little decisions from what they want to have for breakfast or lunch, you know, just making them be more accountable and having more responsibility. I think I, before we started traveling and visiting all the different places, I like to do everything myself, just easier, right? As a lot quicker, a lot more efficient if I just did it. Having to take our family outside of our normal routines has really forced me to step back and teach my kids more how to do things on their own. And I love that. I love that I'm raising little adults. Um, I'm by no means perfect to have so much more to learn and to experience to teach them before they're ready to to fly the coop, but I feel like definitely these last few years I've had that eye-opening experience of just letting my kids be kids and to be more of a yes mom to you know not no 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 don't do this don't do that but let them teach them and then let them govern themselves. From my perspective, looking in and seeing you on Instagram and and talking to you. I can see that you are really a mother that uses personal revelation. This is this is what I want to know from you. You lived by that personal revelation. You got you got a prompting that you needed to move to New Zealand. You got a prompting that you needed to travel around. Now you're getting a prompting that you need to go to Italy. And it's so outside of, you know, I'm sure you don't live in a community with a bunch of people that are traveling everywhere, right? Like your family doesn't do that. It wasn't something you grew up knowing how to do. So how how do you just do something because you know it's right and not worry about what everybody else is thinking. 
Oh, that's a good question. Um, so yes, I, I, nobody in my family has done what we've done and on either side of our families, none of our friends have done any of that. So what we're doing is definitely very different. And so the only reason, and I kept telling myself this too, the only reason I felt good about moving to New Zealand was because I knew I was supposed to, is because I prayed about it and I fasted about it. Every time I had a doubt or a comment think, saying that we were crazy or um, feeling overwhelmed, I, I just had that, that, that immediate like comforting peace of knowing that it was right. I would not have myself and moved myself from, from our comfortable life in Arizona if I had not known that that's what our family was supposed to do. We, we had a great American life, you know, we, we had our needs met, our kids were in sports in a great school, we had, my husband had a great job, you know, there was no reason for us to move, and we were not seeking out um, adventure, that was not something that we were even, that wasn't the reason why we did it, the reason why we did it was because Heavenly Father made it very known to us that our family was supposed to do that, so that personal revelation for me was that peace, that comfort, that guidance. I just felt, I just felt like it was right. And so same thing with, um, traveling. Oh, well, actually traveling was a little bit different. I, the, the, the way that I received that answer, I guess, to travel before we left New Zealand was it just felt Heavenly Father. I, I guess we we came to Heavenly Father and we said, you know what? We know we're supposed to leave. We we've gotten that answer. You know, we want to we want to travel for a few months. Is that you know is that a good idea? And we felt like yeah, that's a good idea. I support you in that decision. So that was the the way that I got that answer. And then when we got the answer for moving to Italy, that was another. There's no reason, no way that I would want to again, not have a comfortable American lifestyle in the States. The only reason I'm moving to Italy is because I know Heavenly Father wants me to do that. It's because of that personal revelation. It's because I have had that knowledge, that experience, that those feelings over and over again, those comforting guidances, um, knowing that that's what our family is supposed to do. So yeah, it is hard that, you know, we, we, family wants us here. Our family, our cousins, our brothers, our sisters, our parents, they want us back in the United States. And they, it was hard for them to see us leave to New Zealand. And it was hard for them to see us travel. It was hard for them to see us move again to Italy. And that tugs at my heartstrings. It really does. But I know Heavenly Father wants us to move back to Italy. I know it. And so every time I question and every time I do have those, those feelings of am I really supposed to do this? And like, or family or friends thinking we're crazy. I just, I have to go back to those times where I felt like this is what our family is supposed to do. And I, I just, all I have to do is just pray to Heavenly Father. And he just gives me that reassurance again. I really cling to the privilege of receiving answers for myself. I really cling to that knowledge that Heavenly Father hears and answers my prayers. I know that he gives each one of us personal revelation. I know that when we do our part, when we do the research or we do the study or we do the, the digging in any, any area of our life, he will help us. He will give us that comfort and peace or 
the opposite. If, if you're doing something that you're not supposed to be doing, he will give you those answers too. Um, so that's what I really cling to when I, when I have those questions and when I have those doubts in any area of my life, I really love and appreciate my relationship with my heavenly father. And I, I, I have come to respect to the other women doing the same thing in their motherhood that we don't do things all the same. And I'm sure that Sally and Barbara and all the other, you know, all the other people are doing the same and doing the best in their lives. And I have to respect that they might, might, might not be doing something that I would want to do or that I think would be good for my family, but I have to respect that they're also receiving guidance and revelation and um, reassurance from their Heavenly Father that they're doing the best for their family. And so that has been a really eye-opening experience for me is I've learned to respect that in all of, all of our motherhood experiences. We're all doing the best that we can. And I respect that every one of us can receive that, that personal guidance in your life. And so that's really what my husband and I have really tried to dig deep and cling to is that knowledge and that privilege of having that relationship with my heavenly father, that he will answer my prayers and that he will guide me and direct me to do like where our family is supposed to go and what we're supposed to do and how we're supposed to teach them. I love it. You have just given so much hope to mothers everywhere that we can be guided in our motherhood by God to know what we need to do. And it's not going to look the same. I'm not being prompted to go move to Italy, but I'm being prompted to do other things. And I just think, I just think you're just such a great example of having courage and having confidence, not in yourself, but in the Lord, that when you know he's behind you, you know, you can do anything. And that's, I think that if I could sum up this whole interview and everything that we talked about with your story is that, you know, when you, when you know that something's coming from God, then you can go out and do it with confidence. It doesn't mean that he's just going to put it in your lap and it's going to be really easy because your story definitely hasn't been easy. Um, but, but he will, he will get, provide the way and he will make, make it so that it will work together for your good. And, and you'll know that even though this is hard, I can keep going. And so that's what I hope someone listening would take away from your message. It's not that you have to go travel the world to have all these great experiences. That's not it. It's that you can follow what God's telling you to do and have courage, have confidence and go and do it because he's behind you. I love that part about your story. Love it. Yeah, you summed it up perfectly. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. And I just have one final question that I ask to every guest, and I would love to know your answer. And that is, how have you seen and felt God as your partner in motherhood? Oh, I feel like I would not be a nice and a kind and a good mother if I didn't have Heavenly Father by my side. I I feel like I have a constant prayer in my heart. I'm always asking or pleading for help or guidance. And so I feel like He is just right there beside me in my motherhood when we are going through our day-to-day you know routines from when we're traveling to different countries from when we're asking for you know deep spiritual help I feel like he is just always there I can always rely on him to help me and guide me in the direction I'm supposed to go every time I have a question with one of my kids or question of myself you know how I can be a better person. I feel like he's always right beside me, showing me how I can be better and how I can do better. Um, I definitely could not be a good mother without him by my side. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing all of your insights. I love the message that you have. So thank you so much. 
I know you have a million things to do, and I'm grateful you took the time to listen to today's podcast. I hope the episode helped you to know God is your partner in motherhood. For show notes, head over to spirituallymindedmom.com. For more motherhood inspiration, follow along on Instagram, at spirituallymindedmom. And if you enjoyed the podcast, share it with a friend. I would love it if you would leave a review and rate it on iTunes. This helps more moms to find hope, joy, and God's hand in motherhood. Have an amazing day, and remember, you are doing God's work, and you are doing it wonderfully well.